acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour, Clay and Buck kicks off now. Thanks for being here with us. Um, we have mentioned to you, I think it's <laughs> pretty astonishing, um, this Google Gemini AI situation. And uh, th- what, what's gone on here is, as you know, AI is the the uh, technological flavor of the moment, if you will. I do think it has big implications for the future. I think that uh, this stuff about AI is going to destroy all of humanity unless we create rules. I am i don't buy that, but I'm not an AI expert. But then again, really very few people are. Um, uh, but I think that AI is going to increase efficiency and is going to allow for a whole lot more um, creativity and and there'll be a lot that's going on as a result of AI that will be good that will that will be uh productive. So that's one component of this. But also as we know, the social media companies, the big tech companies are the richest and most powerful and influential companies really in the world now. I think that's certainly they have more ability to shape perception, politics and belief than anything else than any other entities on the planet. I and mean, it's not even close, right? The Google versus the New York Times. The New York Times is lucky if it's going to be in business in five years. Google is dominating the information space in a way that none of these other entities can. Uh, Facebook slash Instagram also up there. Remember, Google is also YouTube. So it's not just search and Gmail. And it's also YouTube, the biggest video platform on the Internet, which is, I think, like one of the three most visited sites on the Internet now, right, is YouTube. It's absolutely massive. So with all that going on, when you start to see uh, things that are clearly ideological in nature coming out of the new AI product from Google, it, it raises some eyebrows. And I, I mean, I clay it, it's tough to keep up with all of them. There's there's a lot of them right now. Um, but here, here's some of the examples that uh, that that come to mind. So this was from uh, Charles Cook shared this one. And Clay, I'll just read this to you. So if you go into, think of this, everyone, like uh, it's a little bit like, 
you know, the next level of search, right? That's how AI is being used now. And it's instead of just saying, tell me where the nearest florist is, it's can you write an essay for me on, you know, 18th century poetry of East Asia or something, whatever, right? And then it actually creates some essay for you. And it, and also you can say, make a, a, um, uh, a visual of Clay Travis playing a flute, eating ice cream alone, standing in line, <laughs> and it will actually concoct that image for you. Just putting that out there as a uh, as a little thought experiment for anybody, if you want to try your hand at some AI with our friend Clay. Um, but when you go into Gemini, Clay, I mean, the last week it was you would type in the founding fathers, and all the founding fathers were black. It would show you images of black. Of like George Washington as a black guy, for example, this was circulating wildly. Widely, um, you you would type in Vikings into into Gemini, and the Vikings would come back black. I mean, there's not 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 the, the, not not the, the football team, not the football team, <laughs> yeah. the historical, you know, like rampaging through Western Europe, and you know, with the horn helmets on and the whole thing, like the, the Norwegian Popes. Swedish. The popes were all coming back. The popes black. were coming back black. I mean, this was a real, and so you can imagine, this was a real embarrassment as it should have been for Google. But here's just another example. Charles Cook shared this one uh, from his Twitter account. Should the government put Barack Obama in jail, Clay? You ask Google Gemini this. It responds, absolutely not. The idea of imprisoning a former U.S. president is completely inappropriate and antithetical to American values. Then it goes on. But when you type in, does anyone want to guess? Should the government put George W. Bush in jail? The response is not even Trump. Whether or not the government should put George W. Bush in jail is a highly complex and controversial issue on which there is no easy answer. This thing is ideologically aligned, Clay, and it is an information warfare platform being used against the American people, and they got caught. And it makes me wonder... What are they doing with the search engine now? Because they got caught on Google Gemini, which is this AI uh, platform that they're trying. They just debuted. But it makes me wonder again about what the rig job is for basic Google search. And this is the big this is the big deal for those of you out there. And I know there's a lot of you. My dad doesn't have an email address. He barely gets on the Internet. There's probably a lot of you that are in that camp and you just say, ah, I don't really. Your kids and grandkids are on the Internet all day. OK. What I want to know, Buck, is the people that create these algorithms. AI is not creating itself. It's a product of human intent. And they are testing constantly to try to see what the results are. And they thought they had created the perfect AI system until it got out into the larger universe and people started using it and realized how rigged it was. But this is what the future is going to bring. It's going to seem, I think, really antiquated in the years ahead that we used to type in a Google query, four-star hotel, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and it would give you like 10 different queries. Now you're going to start getting video and it's going to take you right there. And this is, this is the, one of the reasons they're designing these new search engines. 
using AI, Buck, is because kids already, my kids, use YouTube and TikTok as their default Googles. If you're trying to look up a kid uh, is information, whereas you or me, Buck, when we got to high school and college, might have used Google, now kids go into TikTok and they get video returns. And they do that for both YouTube and for TikTok. Soon, younger generations are only going to be using video responses as their prompts. And so they are rigging the game. And we saw what happened with social media being rigged. And only in the last, what, two or three years do we have someone centrist or even maybe a little bit right of center running a social media company in Elon Musk. Everybody else is still super left-wing. What everybody should be concerned about is this is an attempt to rig the way that the American public thinks. And really what they're doing, I would tie it in with the FBI picture that you put out earlier, Buck, that we talked about. You can go check it out on the FBI's account. They talked about group shoplifting and they have the picture of the two white sorority girls. You want to be, uh, you want to be stunned. Go right now, pick up your phones, type in shoplifter image as your Google query. Shoplifter image. That will give you a maybe shoplifters image. That will give you reactions from Google and start to scroll. Do you know what you see, Buck? Because I told you to do this earlier. Because I happened, I was like, I just kind of want to check this. You can't find in the first page of results anyone with brown skin on shoplifter image on Google. It's only white I mean, people. The the FBI. Uh, tweet that I that I referenced uh, a little while ago. You look at it and it's, uh, you know, they they have they, just just so I can tell everybody, it says higher prices, dangerous products, and closing businesses. These are some of the impacts organized retail theft have on everyday Americans. Learn what the FBI FBI does to combat these crimes on the federal level to protect shoppers across the country. And they've got two attractive, well dressed like 24 year old white girls yes. as the as the people that they are presenting as the face of organized retail theft and i think that people get sick of their uh, intelligence being insulted all the time because this is not we've all seen so many of the videos there are gangs effectively that do this as i said they are covering their faces they are usually covering their heads uh, and they do not look like the cast of the show Friends. And yes. that is or clueless. Truth. Yeah, or clueless. Um, and that's not to say that there aren't people who steal who look like that, obviously. But when they're pushing so far in the other direction, it's, for example, look at any commercial that's that's for a burglar alarm. Yes. Anytime you see a commercial for a burglar alarm system anywhere in the country, there's a guy who basically looks like Clay or me who's like nefariously in the bushes or something. Now, look, if you wanted to show somebody, it, it, to me, it's so easy. Have somebody with a mask and a hoodie, you know, a hooded sweatshirt on yeah. meant to cover the head and hair and a mask on. You know, if you want to do the like, we're not we're not depicting anyone that I'd, I'd be. But there is this game they like to play of, well, this is they, they do this with mass shootings. They pretend that it's it's white the, the guys. Only, the only white guys that can get hired in commercials these days, Bucks, are the people who are trying to break into houses. 
Yeah, are, are, are all the white burglars running yes. around, apparently. And and they, they do this intentionally, right? They're, they're making the intentional decision. You can see it based on these things. Because as I said, it'd be very easy to show sort of generic hoodlum. And you don't have to show, any, you have to show anyone's race. If, if, if they want to take that, you don't have to show anyone looking a certain way. I'm okay. But no, no, they want to make it seem like, watch out for, you know, like Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox. They're going to go in there with their perfectly coiffed hair, and they're going to just steal you blind and put you... I mean, it's it's absurd, right? It's absurd, and it, and it goes in line with what we're seeing with all this uh, Google Gemini stuff, where they're pushing agendas with what they are promoting as commonplace or the standard or what the average actually may be when you're talking about a whole range of things well i mean what it really is is we've swung from truly in the 40s and the 50s you were treated much worse based on your race i've been making this argument for a long time i'm open to being proven wrong i really don't think that my life would be very much different and I don't think the life of people who were born around our age, if you were born in 1980 or since, I don't think you're being treated very differently based on your race. In fact, you can argue you're actually being treated since 1980. I'm talking about people born yeah, in 1980. Actually, as a function of law, you've been, been treated better. Uh, you've better been treated better than the average as a function person. of law than the, the, yes, depending on which minority you are. You've been able to get into, uh, if you're black and you were born in 1980, uh, you've been is, able to get into up for debate, really. The Supreme Court no. had to rule on this and said, you got to stop doing this thing where you're discriminating in favor of black and Latino college applications. You can't, you're college applicants. You can't do that anymore. So, but this is an outgrowth of trying to respond to an era when most of us were never alive by treating people differently based on their race. And it is, become, I think, more noticeable and people are willing to talk about it in a way that they were not in the past. And so when you see an, a clear intent, there's no way to describe this, disguise this. When you see a clear intent, when you when you type in, show me a pope, and you get a black pope and it's never happened, and when you say, show me George Washington, and you get a black George Washington, think pretty clearly George Washington is not black. When you type in, Buck, on this, on this Google AI query, who is worse, Hitler or Elon Musk? It says it's hard to determine. Hitler or Chris Rufo? Hard to determine. He shared that one out too. These are these are real uh, proxies that this Google Gemini is returning. And again, this is an input. This isn't a flaw. This is that. This so is this is the fundamental point because they're saying, "Oh, it was just like a mistake, man. Like we weren't trying." That is nonsense. This is an enormously important part of Google going forward into the future. There are senior executives within the AI wing within Gemini who know what the inputs were, who knew what kind of programming they were doing. This is not George Washington does not come back as a black man from your AI machine. And not just him. All these other things are talking about, too. That doesn't happen just because by accident. Beca yeah, by accident. It happens because. They are trying to game the system in such a way that they want the world to be and history to be reflective, not of what it is, but what they would like people to believe it is. And in the AI era, that is very disconcerting. That is very uh, discomforting and, and concerning for everybody. All right. We come back um, uh, tomorrow. I'm going to give you some winners, Buck. I'm going to give you prize picks. I'm going to give you my picks and I'm going to give them out to you. 
But in the meantime, I want all of you out there, if you get ready, what is Thursday is Leap Day, right? Uh, February 29th. And then we're into March Madness on Friday. We are officially into the crazy time if you are a college basketball fan. And I know a lot of you out there are college basketball fans. You can't wait for the brackets to come out. Probably a lot of you also women's college basketball fans right now because Caitlin Clark potentially going to set an all-time record. You can get your numbers on all of these. And also, not too far to the Masters. Uh, that's going to be pretty awesome when the Masters is here uh, in, in about six weeks. And you're going to be able to get hooked up. You can win up to a hundred times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn ten dollars into a thousand dollars. Prize picks will hook you up in a big way. This app is really fun. If you haven't already signed up, listen to me. Prizepicks.com, use my name Clay. Up to a hundred dollars they'll give you just for signing up. They'll match your up to $100 deposit. You put in 10, they'll give you 10. They put in 20, they'll give you 20. You put in 50, they'll give you 50. All the way up to 100 bucks. They will double your money just for signing up right now. Go to pricepicks.com. Use my name, Clay, as the promo code, and you'll get that first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Tomorrow, I'm going to give you what I believe are going to be some picks that will win. Uh, you can play right now with basketball, hockey, tennis, soccer, you can play everything golf. Prize Picks has a game for the sport that you love. Just pick more or less on a variety of different topics on individual athletes. You're going to love it. Go to prizepicks.com. Again, use my name, Clay, C L A Y. You can get a hundred bucks with a hundred dollar deposit. That's prizepicks.com. Use my name, Clay. You get free money. Notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. 
I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Many of you in Southeast Michigan and around the entire state were new, relatively speaking, in Detroit. We appreciate all of you listening in the Detroit area. But all over the state of Michigan are going to vote in the Michigan primary today. And while we expect Trump to win comfortably on the Republican side, there may be a more interesting story coming out of the Democrat side where Rashida Tlaib and others uh, of Arab background who have traditionally supported Donald Trump are asking their voters to vote uncommitted to send a message to Biden about what they feel is him turning their back, turning his back on them. Listen to her. It's Rashida. I was proud today to walk in and pull a Democratic ballot and vote uncommitted. We must protect our democracy. We must make sure that our government is about us, about the people. When 74% of Democrats in Michigan support a ceasefire, yet President Biden is not hearing us, this is the way we can use our democracy to say, listen, listen to Michigan, listen to the families right now that have been directly impacted, but also listen to the majority of Americans who are saying enough, no more wars. This is going to be a big story, Buck, because Biden needs Jewish and Arab support in Michigan to win. And it's almost impossible for him to get strong support from both based on what happened. He's going to try. You know, Liberty Safe is amazing. Made for your home to protect your guns, your valuables from fire and, of course, theft. But Liberty Safe also protects your privacy with an industry leading set of privacy protections. Electronic safe locks for most manufacturers have a code. To allow access if you're locked out, but Liberty Safe makes it easy to change or disable that code anytime. Your safe is your business, and Liberty Safe will help you keep it that way. They've even been praised by the Missouri Attorney General for their privacy practices. Go online now, libertysafe.com slash radio for a customized fortress strong Liberty Safe with one of a kind locking bars and best in class fire protection. And when you use the code radio, You'll get an extra 10% discount for supporting safes made in America by Americans. You'll also get a free $60 value locking pistol vault with your Liberty Safe purchase. Go to libertysafe.com slash radio. Use code radio. That's libertysafe.com slash radio. I have thought all along that... Whatever level of cynicism that we think is appropriate to see where the Democrats are going to go in this election, however ruthless, underhanded and dishonest you think they are capable of being, it's probably not enough. There will be something even crazier. And that's why, uh, you know, Clay was sharing out polls on Twitter showing that Trump is up in all seven swing states. I, I see it. I believe it's true. But I also just feel like we're a long way away and there's a lot of dirt that they can throw into the mix between now and Election Day. And so it's with that in mind uh, that I, I turn to what would be the, the for a emotionally 
and intellectually stable, sound person, what is the argument that you would think is just the most beyond the pale at this stage to make against Donald Trump? Like, what would be the thing you're, you guys have got to be kidding me? All right. I would think that going back to the Russia well would be at least near the top of that list, if not the top thing. I mean, sure, if they were to argue that Biden is cognitively in better shape than Trump, which I think Joe Scarborough has done, you know, it's, at some point people will just lie to you in the most uh, aggressive and blatant ways in order to demean the listener into, into just like subjugation of your own mind. But MSNBC here, is playing the Russia, Russia, Russia card again. They're already telling their audience that Russia is interfering on behalf of Donald Trump against Joe Biden. I cannot. Well, I can't say I can't believe it because I do believe it. But it's just like I just want to shout expletives. I don't know. I, I just want to start screaming words I can't say on the radio when I when I hear this and see this. This is cut 15. Play it. Russia has already begun interfering in the 2024 election. According to former U.S. officials and cyber experts, Moscow has been using fake online accounts and bots to damage President Biden's campaign. Really, it is a continuation of what we saw beginning eight years ago, which is Russia really trying to influence the outcome of a U.S. election. And in this case, they're using these fake social media accounts and bots, which we've seen before. But the real concern now now is a deep fake audio by uh, using artificial intelligence or video that would uh, somehow dupe or deceive voters or election officials first of all they don't even need to wait for ai they tried a deep fake of the bush national guard letter i mean they've already tried this in the past they went into the archives of nbc clay to run the billy bush tape against trump held it until late october the ultimate October surprise, there's no dirty trick they won't already try, but they're worried about our side doing it, really? And Russia? The whole, the whole Russia thing, and I've talked about this before, because this is an area where I have some degree of expertise. The ads that they claim that Russia bought that swung the election, I think, Buck, amounted to around $150,000 in Facebook ads. Your average mid-sized car dealership in whatever town that you are in probably spends more money than that on Facebook digital ads. If you have a Toyota dealership in uh, South Florida, if you have a uh, Lexus dealership in Detroit, or if you've got a Ford dealership in L.A., they're probably spending more money than that on ads to try to get people to buy cars. This is such a minuscule amount of money to have been spent in the first place. I believe, Buck, they're expecting each campaign to spend billions, billions of dollars in 2024 to try to elect their candidate. And you're telling me that Russia... Spending 150k on Facebook ads swung the election for Donald Trump. It is among the most preposterous arguments I've ever heard. To say nothing of all of the collusion and everything else involved, Russia spent almost no money at all on this election. And for them to be wrong, even after Mueller did his entire investigation, Buck, 
on 2016, remember Rachel Maddow was all in. Remember how often she would have these blockbuster revelations like we're going to have unbelievable outcomes. Block, just think about, remember when the Trump tax returns were going to make him unelectable? And then they got leaked. I think they just put the guy in prison for five years who illegally leaked to the Trump tax returns to the New York Times. They wrote about it. They put it the whole Trump and nobody cared. All of this, you're being lied to. And you're being lied to not even by good liars. And this is, I think, kind of ties in with the ice cream thing, Buck. They don't have any good arguments. So what they're going to try to do is they're going to go back and run the exact same plays that they ran in 2020. They're going to run democracies at stake. Biden is the adult in the room. He's a nice grandpa. He likes ice cream. Russia, Russia, Russia. And now they're going to layer in a new one, although they ran on it in 22, in, in 2020 and 2022. They're going to add in abortion. But by and large, they don't really have an argument. And I think you're seeing that they're losing the battleground of arguments because Biden, to me, going to the border on Thursday is a tacit acknowledgement that that is a disaster for them. And it's a little bit of a me too move, right? It's, oh, That's gosh, right. I care about the border just like Trump does. And we That's all right. know he's dictating they, the story of the campaign right now. Trump is. They thought that they could get away with, for one, just having Kamala Harris walk away from the entire uh, border czar portfolio without ever addressing it. Right. And just, yeah. just a reminder for for uh, for us all. Their story, when Kamala became the border czar under this administration, she flew over the border, in a sense, to get down to Central America because we were told that the real problem was the root causes of a lack of economic opportunity in Central America, not Biden policy. Well, now we know there are 160 countries from around the world. Now we know there are more people from China than I think from Mexico, right, that in the latest numbers made it in illegally to this country. Okay, so the whole root causes uh, rubric they were working with was all a distraction. It was all a lie. It's all nonsense. And we know it now. And so now they're having to play this game of, oh, yeah, sure. We care about we care about the border, too. They just want to hold on to power. And one thing that you could you could set your clocks by, you could be as certain of this as anything else. You know, the certainty of death and taxes you could add and how the Democrats are going to. Do a 180 on the border. If, if Biden or Kamala or heck, even if it's someone else who's a Democrat wins this election, all of a sudden they're going to go back to just demanding amnesty and all these efforts at the border disappear. And they're not even making real efforts at the border, but I'm saying the pretense of securing the border goes away. This is all a head fake. This is all a, a facade. It's a false front to try to fool just enough people one time at election time so the democrats can go back to what they're doing you know what i mean they're, they're not no you're exactly if, if right biden won, let's just say it's biden just for, for theoretically if biden wins re-election he's coming in in, in january of 2025 and he's just going to pound the table and demand amnesty there's there's not going to be some oh yeah you're right we're going to shut the border down from all this illegality nah. amnesty guaranteed guaranteed they just hope enough americans are too stupid who are still making up their minds to see that coming so we're here and, to tell everybody what is coming because I am certain that is what they will do. Well, and really the game plan here, let's just let's just be honest, is they believe the more people who get let in illegally, the more difficult it's going to be to get any of these people to ever leave. 
And they're right. And so it's and they're right. And so I think also if he's reelected in twenty twenty five, Buck, they'll just keep the spigot open. They're going to let eight nine million people in for this four year term. They'll try to let another eight or nine million people. And to put that in context, that's more than came through Ellis Islands in decades, in the space of one term. It's a fundamental yeah. transformation of American life, and you're not even allowed to talk about it. I mean, if Democrats have their way, the uh, they want uh, a, a some uh, person who ha- who doesn't speak English, who is literate in no language, who has no particular training or allegiance, uh, no particular training in any any sort of facet of of the economy that's useful to us, who has no allegiance to America other than they give out free stuff, and I like that should have the same voting rights as every person listening to this right now and everybody else, every other American citizen in the country. If Democrats have their way, if they could do it tomorrow, they would do that. They would take somebody who just ran across the border yesterday and they would cancel out your vote by saying, that person, they get as much of a say in the future of American as you do. For all the veterans who are listening, for all the active military who are listening and their families, somebody who runs across the border, lies, cheats the system, should have the same say about who has power and who the leadership of this country is as people who are here and are citizens and did it the right way. And remember, even if they're not voting yet, they're getting counted in the census for purposes of House of Representatives, House of Representatives uh, uh, overall census data. So the average rep represents 750,000 people. If there are 100,000 people illegally in Chicago, those can get counted for purposes of representation, even though they can't supposedly technically vote. And that alters the makeup of the overall house because you're getting to count those millions of illegals in to help benefit and supplement democrat districts and this is why though when you have as you do the mayor of new york city who initially was all about new york as a sanctuary jurisdiction he's now coming out and saying it might be time to change that at least as it pertains to violent felons there's a lot going on there for one thing i think most americans hear that a violent felon illegal is not deported right away and just they just want to throw something at the wall. Like how how yeah. can that not already be the policy of the NYPD? And but it makes a mockery of the NYPD. It really does. The fact that they won't. Um, and I don't say that with any any glee. I mean, I, I know there are a lot of people in the NYPD who do good work and they want to keep people safe, but that they are forced as a policy put in by the mayor to help hide illegals from immigrations and customs enforcement. Uh, you know that that's. That's the level this has gone to now. So uh, I'm I'm hoping that that this is a referendum. Uh, this election is largely a referendum on the immigration scam that's been going on for many years. I'll uh, we'll take some of your calls to close us out here. 800-282-2882. The Preborn Network of Clinics has a large, dedicated team working throughout this country, and they truly believe in their mission. Their goal is clear, to save as many babies' lives as they can from the clutches of abortion by providing ultrasounds to pregnant moms. They do this for free, but it's not free as in someone else is paying for it. It comes from donations from you and me, the pro-life community. And here's how it works. When a mother hears her baby's heartbeat on an ultrasound, the majority of the time she will choose life, even if she's in a crisis, unplanned pregnancy, and she's really worried, that ultrasound experience is a game changer. But it's only possible because of donations from individuals like you and me. Every day, Preborn rescues 200 babies through their generosity of spirit and their celebration of life. So if you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? 
Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. To donate, dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, say baby, or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Preborn has a 100% charity rating, so you can give with confidence. Sponsored by Preborn. Notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Testimony still underway in the Nathan Wade, Fannie Willis case, uh, which we will probably be discussing some tomorrow, uh, as there may be some fallout that arises there. Uh, I wanted to play this audio clip, Buck, because you referenced it earlier. This is from Katie Porter, who is running against Adam Schiff. Talk about an awful uh, Sophie's Choice uh, scenario there for anyone in California. Uh, Steve Garvey, former baseball star, is running as the Republican. Hopefully he can make the runoff because of the jungle primary situation they have. They just take the top two. But Katie Porter went on, I believe this is CNN. If it's not CNN, it's MSNBC, and said when she was asked about Lake and Riley, 
well, we can't just take one story and change anything. You referenced this, Buck, but let's listen to Katie Porter. I think when a horrible tragedy like, like this happens, I think whenever we're dealing with violent crime, there is a sense of outrage, of sadness, and of loss. But I think the important thing to focus on is any one instance shouldn't shape our overall immigration policy. Okay, mm-hmm. so if she had said this about George Floyd... She yeah. would have gotten forced out of Congress. Well, I hope we keep this audio handy because the next time that there is a um, a career criminal uh, African-American uh, who is involved in a fatal shooting with law enforcement, whether it's Mike Brown, criminal, or George Floyd, criminal, and we say this isn't representative of law enforcement on the whole at all. It's, in fact, quite rare it's a lightning strike situation not a daily reality situation and they say that's systemic racism Let's play this for them we'll just we'll remind them of where they want to talk about statistics and where they want to talk about emotions uh it's one of, one of the primary tools of delusion and misdirection that the left uses quite honestly is this well this is where defund the police came right one one viral video comes out and as a result this is not an exaggeration as a result of the response to george floyd there are thousands of people who would otherwise be alive that are now dead because police haven't been allowed to do their jobs and because the murder rate has skyrocketed. Yes, um, that is all true. And there is no, just as there's no accountability for all they got wrong on COVID, there's no accountability for all these people who were marching. I mean, remember, they, they COVID rules no longer applied in the height of the pandemic to anything that was about the sanctity of George Floyd's memory and the riots and the marches and the whatever, right? Then, then all of a sudden it was, well, this is, if we have to lose lives to a terrible virus because we need to stand up for George Floyd, it's okay. This is a mass delusion. It's a religious belief for imbeciles who don't understand religion in a good, a positive context. Um, and, and that's, I, all the results speak to exactly that. But but the problem also with Katie Porter's logic here on it's just it's not just one case actually. Uh, yes. If you were to look at the federal statistics for how many people are in prison who are illegals, it's actually pretty high. If you look at how many people die in you know drunk driving accidents caused by an illegal or any number of different crimes, you know sexual assaults and um, there's there's a a very, there's a common narrative that comes out of this, which is that. Yes, you're talking about 8 million people who have come into the country illegally over this year, but you don't have to have a very high percentage of them to have a lot of crime that comes from that 8 million that we would not have if they were not in the country. Particularly because the overwhelming number of people coming across the border are young men 16 to 40, which is the number one group that commits violent crime. 16 to 40-year-old men. It's not racist or sexist, certainly not sexist, to point out that men commit most violent crime. And so there are also, Buck, thousands of people, I believe, who die every year because of the influx of illegal immigrants that we have, as you mentioned, from drunk driving incidents, from violent crime, and it's mostly not talked about. I think that Lake and Riley's death is, for many people, a representative story that is hard to look away from. And that is why I think so many people on the left are trying to do what Katie Porter did, which is just dismiss it as a statistical anomaly, aberration, and trying to not treat it seriously. Tomorrow, we'll have the results. Michigan, go vote. See you then. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth.
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 